Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, holiday edition. We are getting ready to embark on our trip to New Orleans. Bears will be headed out tomorrow and arrive in town. Tom will uh, basically uh, be uh, arriving around the same time the plane touches down. And uh, so that morning show that we have, game time, will be on the ground and ready to go Thursday, Friday, and, of course, Saturday we're going to be doing our show, uh, our pregame show. That's that uh, game day live tailgate show, uh, Office of Baylor alumni presenting that, and uh, that's going to happen. I think that'll start up at about 3.30, okay? Kickoff is 7.45, and then we'll turn it over at about uh, 5:30 to Derek and whoever's involved in all of that, and uh, we'll just we'll just kind of hand it to the network. Say, hey, Izetti, you and the guys take over from here. John, JJ, Ricky, y'all do some stuff, okay? And then y'all just take it the rest of the night, and then we'll be there to react and do all of that. I'm in a chipper mood today for a lot of reasons. It's holidays. Got a new tennis racket. Just tried it out. Uh, the Wilson Clash 100. It looks a little small to the eye, but I understand. I think people that are a little more skilled than I am perhaps like a smaller. I, I always thought the bigger surface area was better. Um, sort of the bigger is better theory. But they tell me that perhaps the smaller hitting surface, you get a little more power, a little more uh, control. And I got to say, I mean, there were some. There were some good moments, bad moments, but uh, I think I'm going to like it. I think I'm going to like the Clash, the Wilson Clash 100. Okay, uh, if you're a tennis player, Jim Haller's out there, Coach Haller, one of my heroes. He listens every day when he's not playing tennis or golf. You know he's out there today because it's nice. Uh, but uh, call in and tell me what you think about the Wilson Clash. I just want to make sure I've gotten the right, I got the right racket. Uh, the CNC Collision text line is 254 six six two sixteen sixty uh aaron i will soon be taking on all challengers you have explained to me that tennis though you would love to play it it doesn't seem to be a sport you're more of a uh, you're a pool you're a really fine pool player but uh maybe the tennis is not your strength uh i'm trying to think who at this station we just had to say goodbye to the late great uh, dave campbell he was a great tennis player i'm trying to think who at our station Ward is a college athlete who probably, just because he hung around with coaches a lot, played some tennis. Now, Tom is sneaky uh, athletic, I think. But I, I think Tom would have a better chance at beating me at golf than tennis. And it's no statement against Tom. It's just I've been playing a lot more, I think, than Tom has. But uh, am I missing anybody, Aaron? Is there anybody that might be? We have a young salesperson named McKenzie uh, at the um, – at the station now, it, it, there's no telling. I mean, she's a lot younger than all of us and, and seems to have some ability. Um, so I may – I don't want to rule her out. Do we think Tacker might be a decent tennis player? Maybe. 
I don't know. I don't know what kind of athlete he was or, uh, or you know, what kind of sports he plays. But um, that's, that's who I thought of immediately, actually. I was like, I bet Packer would be a decent tennis player. You think maybe like he'd put on a, a pair of short shorts, get out there and <laughs> I wasn't do his thing. About that, but. Yeah, yep. Put a little headband on. Sort of known as the McEnroe of Eminem Broadcasting. He's <laughs> got a little temper. Got a little temper. Every once in a while, I'll see it flare. I have a way of bringing out people's tempers. I do. I've never understood it. I'm very easy to get along with. I, I don't. I don't quite understand it. But even affable people like Aaron occasionally end up hollering at me, and it's very weird. <laughs> Um, but uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside. Aaron, I was reminded yesterday there was a uh, woman by the name of Jane, and uh, and, and I got a DM from her. <laughs> Sounds kind of funny. I'm getting DMs. No, but it was at one of our listeners, and uh, big-time uh, former Baylor. Uh, she was a Baylor alum and I think went to Baylor in the mid-'80s or something, and listens to us every day driving around Dallas. I thought that was kind of cool on the app. So uh, I think we have a lot of people who tune in because they get the uh, – we give people a lot of good Baylor stuff, and uh, that's one. That's only one reason. But today I'm in a particularly good mood because for the first time all season we were able to talk to the offensive coordinator for Baylor. Now, again, I, I don't want to make too much of it. I mean, you know, mo- you think, well, Matt, why is that a big deal? Well, Dave Aranda does not allow us to talk to the coordinators the entire season. It's only Aranda. It's only after the games and on a Monday. And, um, you know, it's just it's not um, – it's okay. Again, everybody can do their own thing. But I think when the offense plays poorly or plays great, I love the coordinators being able to answer for it, or the defense coordinator. Um, and that was really cool today to get to catch up with Jeff Grimes, the Baylor offensive coordinator. So during the day, we are going to, especially later in the day, Tom played some of it uh, in the uh, John Morris. He's filling in for John some this week. And um, and that you heard some of that in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll... Uh, we're going to play a little bit more of it uh, in the 5 o'clock hour today at about 5.20. Now, our, our weekly visit with Coach Nikki Collin is coming up as well. And uh, that is going to happen at uh, – it always happens at 5 o'clock. But uh, the great news is today it's happening live. There's no escaping. Live action because I usually tape it with Nikki to bring back the curtain just a little bit. But uh, today, because of a practice schedule, we're going to go live with Nikki at uh, 5 o'clock. So, uh, you know, we'll have to – Aaron, we'll have to be on point, okay? We can't make any mistakes or anything like that. And, uh, uh, Aaron, do you um, – do you – are you still feeling okay about the Baylor women's program, or do these two uncharacteristic losses – now, one of them was, like, against the number three team in the country, right, in – in College Park, Maryland. Now, one of them on a neutral court was a loss, but number five, Baylor lost to number 13. Um, that was Michigan. Are you, like, do you have minor concerns, Aaron, with this with this addition of the uh, Baylor women? They're not the Lady Bears anymore, the Baylor women? Or do you, um, or do you feel okay? Do you think this thing's going to kind of, you know, just we just need to be patient and kind of ease on into this conference season? I feel I feel good. Um, you know, I mean, it was a it was a 
both the losses were very close to two very good teams. And it's a new system. It's going to take time. And uh, hopefully by the time conference rolls around or, you know, as they go through conference play, obviously they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. They're going to be a high seed. Hopefully at that point, you know, they'll have kind of worked out the kinks. I remember in one of your interviews, I think it may have been last week or the week before with Coach Collins, she said, you know, she hasn't been able to put in anything new uh, lately. Uh, she had finally gotten to a point where she could, but she hadn't been able to for a while. You know, she could obviously, she said she could obviously draw up new plays as they yeah. go during the game, but as far as putting in new things during practice, she hasn't been, hadn't been able to do that. So it's an ongoing process. I'm not really yeah. worried. Hey, Aaron, can you tell Tom or whoever that is down the hall? <laughs> I mean, my gosh. I mean, do we really need all this racket? Tell Tom if he wants on the air to come on down here. I'd love to have him on. I heard it may not be Tom. I don't know. There's just some. There's a lot of stuff going on in the studio. I can hear it uh, down the hall. But uh, Aaron, um, I, I I agree with you. I, I think I'm going to try to be somewhat patient. The Queen Egbo thing has me concerned. It really does. I, I she's a great rebounder, great defender. Uh, she's not scoring. She's not rebounding. Minutes really aren't there. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I think, um, you know, I, the, the, one, the player I'm most excited about this year, and Alyssa, that goes without saying. She's one of the best players in the country, maybe the best player. But Sarah Andrews, I mean, that, that's going to be – she's a tremendous person, a tremendous player. I mean, I really think there's some, some major upside there. And what, what needs to happen, though, is some of these players – Jordan Lewis is a really fine uh, player transfer – but Asbury and Lewis and some of these players have to get their shot going. I mean, Bickle's a good, uh, uh, you know, Caitlin's a good, a good uh, knockdown shooter. She really is. I mean, she's she's your best uh, bench player. But you you got to have you got to have Asbury knocking down jump shots. I mean, at some point you got to have your three point shooters knocking it down. I mean, you've got a coach who likes the three, and you got a team that's still made up of players who don't shoot the three particularly well. I mean, I looked at Kim's uh, LSU team. Yeah, I do, because Kim and I are friends, and I still uh, enjoy talking to her. And unlike some people who loved trying to kick her on the way out um, uh, in the uh, Baylor family, uh, I uh, I still I hope she does extremely well, uh, and thank her for everything she accomplished. But I, I I look at her team sometimes, and they'll go, it's just it's the same old Kim. They'll be like one for 13 or two for 15 from three. They just don't I, – I don't, I've never understood it. I don't know why Kim, she's just never totally embraced the three. I think she would if she had somebody that was that great at knocking it down. What I had hoped for Nikki is that Asbury and some of these other players would, would, get, would be efficient and uh, would, would knock down the three ball. And, uh, and I, uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, – it's interesting uh, to watch it all play out. The other news coming out today, and we're going to hear more. Uh, we're going to let you hear a little bit from our man, uh, Jeff Grimes. And, and uh, I was on uh, a series of Zoom calls today and got to talk to, let's see, Ben Sims, Gary Bohannon, Tristan Ebner, Abram Smith. Taekwon was supposed to be on there. He didn't. Taekwon uh, did not, for whatever reason, they replaced him with Ben Sims. And, um, and, and then, but it was great to get to talk to uh, to uh you know the uh, uh the coach grimes and we're going to let you hear some of that and uh it was great to talk to some of the players 
And I, I just got to tell you, for people that have kind of been wondering, okay, how's Gary doing? I really tried to pin Gary down. Maybe later in the program we'll be able to find some of that audio from uh, Gary. But I, I tried to pin Gary down. Like, you know, he, Jeff said he's kind of close to being full speed. He didn't quite put him at 100%. So I really tried to get out of Gary, hey, where are you truly? Because Baylor did a pretty nice job of – uh, some of us started to hint a little bit at this Shapen injury, but Baylor did a pretty good job of keeping it under wraps for a few weeks. I mean, Shapen's been in a sling. I mean, he, he's not even close to being able to play in this game. So the fact that everybody just thought he was fine, I mean, you know, and that, again, I don't fault Baylor at all for that. But they were able to kind of keep that under wraps for a little while. That becomes, the bigger question becomes, is Gary 100%? Why is that? Well, if you don't have Shapen, you, you know, who who's your alternative to Gary if Gary tweaks something or, or tweaks the ham, hammy or gets hurt again? Uh, Kyron Drones is your backup. And so I did talk to – I talked to um, – I asked Ebner about Kyron Drones. He said he was extremely quiet when he first got to campus, which is a little strange for quarterbacks. Kyron Drones was a, uh, a pretty, you know, uh, a pretty accomplished high school quarterback – who Baylor took in the 2021 recruiting class. I know it seems like forever ago, but he's been on campus for a good while now, and that's why it seems like that class was many moons ago. So not this past December, of course, but the previous December, he commits, and then I think he reported early, if I'm not mistaken. And um, Kyron Drones, I just don't think he's like even in the – anywhere in the area code of being – as polished as Shapen was. Now, Shapen showed up early. Uh, Shapen just may have been a little more ready uh, for this style of football and, and what what uh, Jeff Grimes wants to do. He's an off-schedule type quarterback, can make some of those uh, uh, sort of different level type throws, changes arm angles and things like that. Drones apparently has a big arm and all that kind of good stuff, but um, I, I just don't know. I don't know what this would look like. Okay, and and so that's why I'm so uh, I'm spending so much time trying to make sure Gary's fine. All right, so I pin I, I kind of pinned Gary down, and Gary said that he feels really, really, really good. So I asked. I followed up and said, "Hey, three reallys?" And he said, "Yes, three reallys." And um, said he's learned to trust the leg uh, after the hamstring. And I, I just thought, I thought Gary looked like just, I, I'd call it like effervescent. Um, I heard maybe my wife say that word the other day. I don't think she was describing me. Um, I, I, just something about his smile and his whole demeanor lets you know he's back. I mean, he's excited. And so I'm I'm buying, um, I'm, okay, I'm not 100% buying that he's 100%. But I am buying that he's going to start the game and he's going to be okay. I, if I had to guess, I would say Gary's about 85-90%. And a lot of players are like that late in the season. But I, I just, I'm just telling you what my gut tells me about where this quarterback is. He's also going to be probably a little rusty because he hadn't had any game experience in about a month or so. Okay, um, it'll be about four or five weeks since he's had any game type uh, activity. So we shall see. 
All right, let's continue uh, down this path. Or again, Nikki Collin, the uh, her weekly appearance with us. That's going to happen at five o'clock. That's the women's coach at Baylor. For those of you just joining us. And uh, but next, let's get into. Uh, let's hear from the Baylor's offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Clouds will once again move in overnight and keep those overnight lows pretty warm in the low 60s. A 20% chance for rain does exist early tomorrow morning for places west of I-35, but not everyone is going to see any rain, and this should all move out by around noon tomorrow. Skies will gradually clear by the afternoon with a high reaching 79 degrees. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:36 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. What a year for Baylor Athletics. A season of joy ends with a national championship for the Baylor Bears. And her unbelievable passion and wisdom for the game of basketball and the way she pours in to her players is why we selected Nikki Collin as the fifth head women's basketball coach here at Baylor University. Wow, what a finish. What a finish of this Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game today. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are 2021 Big 12 Conference champions. Here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Camille Johnson Realtors congratulates the Big 12 Conference football champion Baylor Bears. Camille is a proud Baylor University graduate and is a longtime supporter of her community and all the Baylor Bear athletic programs. For over 36 years, Camille has been in the real estate world and she started her own company, Camille Johnson Realtors, six years ago. Her group of 29 real estate agents are all successful, smart, and experienced, and they have helped hundreds of satisfied Central Texas buyers and sellers. Learn more at CamilleJohnson.com and go Bears! Jay from Pickup Outfitters here with your holiday gift giving guide. So it seems the air fryer is an air quotes hot Christmas gift this year. An air fryer? Come on, really? First, an air fryer is not a real fryer. It has no grease. It's a mini convection oven. And you probably already have one of those in your house. So you're just wasting money on something that's not even real. You know what is real? A grill guard. It's made of real steel and it protects the truck of someone you love and you can get one for that special person on your Christmas list at Pickup Outfitters. So avoid common Christmas gift mistakes like house slippers, a beard, nose, ear, hair, and eyebrow trimmer, or a man purse, you better not. Give a Christmas gift that says, I love you. A grill guard, a toolbox, running boards, and other great gifts at Pickup Outfitters. You can even get a gift certificate to let them pick out whatever they want. Pickup Outfitters is the Christmas gift headquarters. 220 Lake Ear Drive in Waco. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. 
Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Another move in college football bowl season as Central Michigan will now play Washington State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl on Friday. Five bowl games on tap for today, starting with number 20 Houston taking on Auburn in the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, Air Force in Louisville in the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl, Mississippi State takes on Texas Tech in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, UCLA in number 18 NC State in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, and finishing off tonight with West Virginia taking on Minnesota in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Baylor basketball back in action tonight from the Farrell Center as the Bears face off with Northwestern State. Tip is at 7 o'clock with the pregame at 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and um, always, uh, oh, we've had a, a fun day already. Thank you, Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor. They, they had all the fun stuff with Santa up there at Central National Bank. Uh, he would go from location to location. I mean, even if you're just up there talking to one of the tellers, Santa might pop up. Uh, that one out there on uh, 84, love that location, love that corridor, that uh, long hall that they have. Uh, it's a great, great place. I've always wanted to maybe do some live shows from there and uh, maybe a concert. I don't know what kind of, I don't know what we'll sing or what kind of music we'll play, but we may do something. Central National Bank, known as one of the great commercial banks in the state of Texas and uh, locally owned. I mean, the owners of Central National Bank just happen to all live in Central Texas, and they are the creme de la creme. Uh, of, uh, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, former ambassadors. Stadiums are named after these folks. I believe our friend Drayton McLean is a uh, is a owner of the bank. It's pretty awesome. Central National Bank, you need to go try them out. They will take care of you. It's a different kind of bank. It's a fun bank, I'll say that. I really have loved being a part of them. And also, uh, Shorty's Pizza Shack. Appreciate, uh, appreciate Shorty's and... Uh, what uh, what Shorty's has, uh, I mean, you know, it's a place I can get a slice of pizza. There, there are a lot of places you can get a pizza, but there are only a few places you can just walk in and say, hey, I want a slice of pepperoni to go. Okay, please get that going. Can you get that fresh? Okay, thank you. And it's always fresh, and it's always great. You get any topping you want, but pizza by the slice is, uh, is something I'm very fond of, and uh, that's 
honestly, they, they didn't partner with us until I started going in there a lot and running into them and got to know uh, Shorty, uh, got to know Kyle, and, of course, uh, uh, we, you know, the uh, – they, they, I mean, it's just a tremendous group over there, so we appreciate them. All right, uh, as we continue on, we've been talking about uh, Baylor and uh, Sugar Bowl. There's another bowl game. Aaron, I don't want you to make the entire campus confidential about this, but uh, we did have a bowl game get played. Let's, say, let's mention that. We had a uh, – uh, the Houston Cougars beat Auburn, and they ended up winning 17-13, finished their season 12-2. and Pretty pretty big time accomplishment. Let's uh, I mean let's get let let's be excited about that one. I'm glad they got this game in, and Auburn's not great, but still it's a good win. And uh, Dana was whining because he had to wait for his press conference. He had to stand there for 20 minutes, and oh, I, I know we're all we're all feel hor- horrible for him. He scolded the bowl officials, and so that's always a way to be really gracious after a bowl game is to get up there at the podium and then just kind of just ream out the bowl officials who spent the whole week trying to make things great during a pandemic. I think that's I think it's well done, Dana. Way to way to show yourself. The uh, the other thing I would say is tonight's Holiday Bowl, always a fun one. I've always enjoyed the Holiday Bowl. Going back to the days that SMU was in it on some great games back in the 80s, uh, BYU would be in the Holiday Bowl a lot. Holiday Bowl's always been a fun one. Baylor was in it one year. Was that UCLA they played in the Holiday Bowl? One of those years they played North Carolina in something. But anyway, they they uh, they played in the Holiday Bowl. They put it on somebody. That's all I remember, really. It was one of those years that Bryles put the, <laughs> the wrong score on the ring because he didn't like that they gave him a touchdown at the end of the game, the, uh, the opposing team. It might have been UCLA. But um, tonight's Holiday Bowl between... UCLA and NC State, cancel culture, it's getting canceled. The Bruins D-line room has apparently, according to Bruce Feldman, our own Bruce Feldman, has been decimated by COVID issues. So if you wanted to watch the Holiday Bowl game tonight, uh, you're out of luck. Now, I really think the good news is I get the sense that these New Year's Six games, they're doing everything in the world to make these happen. Baylor's going to go in late, which is tomorrow. And they're supposed to go in yesterday. They're going to go in tomorrow. And then the ESP, the, uh, the ESPN Central Texas crew will start arriving tomorrow as well. Okay? And then we'll all kind of be there uh, by Thursday, and we'll, be, we'll hit the ground running. I've already been part of the uh, Sugar Bowl coverage because uh, I, I've been monitoring all the, uh, all the Zoom calls and got to visit today with Jeff Grimes. And, in fact, I got to ask him about the uh, the Baylor offensive line. Uh, Aaron, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to hear a little bit, though, of what uh, of what our man Jeff Grimes, the Baylor offense coordinator, again, this man has not been heard from since he was hired. We got to talk to him when he was hired. That was kind of fun. And then Baylor went into kind of a, a freeze on all uh, assistant coaches. And this is the first time we've heard from the coordinator all season. Let's hear from Baylor Offensive Coordinator Jeff Grimes ask about how Gary Bohannon's doing, the Baylor quarterback. 
I would say it started off a little bit slow for a couple of reasons. One, that that hamstring wasn't quite back at full strength when he came back to practice, and he was just trying to work his way back into it. And, you know, anytime you're um, – you're an athletic player, um, especially at the quarterback position. You know you rely on your legs just to just to move around and and even to throw through and follow through and do those kind of things. Um, but I think he's at or very close to full speed now. Uh, took him a little while to kind of knock the rust off, but um, I anticipate that he'll be at full speed for the game, and I anticipate him playing well. Okay, and then later we got to talk to Gary Bohannon, and Gary just, he just looked great. He looked excited. He looked healthy. You know, again, he didn't look sickly when he had the hamstring, but I'm just saying everything about the guy, he was wired. He's ready to go, and I find it interesting that, you know, he had to support Shapin. And Shapin wins the MVP of the Big 12. I mean, I I hope Bohannon wins the MVP of the Sugar Bowl. And, and Shapin's there to, to root him on. And uh, it, it seemed odd that Bohannon sort of got Baylor uh, to the cusp of the promised land. Shapin got him across. But now in the Sugar Bowl, it's going to be Bohannon again. And I one of the things I was trying to do with today's media availability was really hammer in on Okay, I mean, are you, are you, are you, Gary? Are you cutting it loose? Are you, can you go full on, hundred percent kind of deal? And he he said he felt really, really, really good, and he was trusting it. Now, even not that long ago, I was hearing that Gary was still kind of lightly going through things, and that's why I've been a little bit cynical about how all this is working out. I mean, let's not act like they were advertising that Shapin was hurt. That thing, for about three weeks, nobody had a clue. And then a, a few of us started hearing a little buzz about, well, maybe Shapin showed up at some party in a sling. I, I think it was, I think that's why people were a little surprised it took a while to get out because he was showing up at like, you know, hanging out with his buddies. I'm sure they were properly distancing, so nobody get scared about all that. Um, but he was apparently in a sling. I mean, you would have thought some enterprising young like the Baylor Lariat reporter or somebody. Again, nothing against the Lariat. They probably aren't at these same parties. Um, the journalists have their own parties. But you would think somebody would have taken a picture with Shapin at a party and somebody would have said, oh, oh, look, look, he's in a sling. But nothing, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And so – we didn't confirm that Shapin was out of this game until Dave Aranda had his media availability a couple of days ago, and he did indeed say that Blake Shapin is out of this game. Now, what would have happened if Gary was fine and Shapin was fine? Hmm. Well, the, the best answer I can give you is we'll never know because we won't. But I think there might have been a, a, a plan to get both involved. I mean, that's how good Shapin was when he was playing. That's how that's how excellent he was. That first half was one of the best halves. Uh, I, I mean, especially his red zone touch. I watched some NFL games, and I don't see quarterbacks place balls better than Shapin. I mean, you see the baseball. 
I mean, and, and Gary's great at those throws too. I mean, nothing to take away from Gary, but I think they would have had to have found a way to play both quarterbacks. That's how good Shapin was. Now, who would have been the starter? Well, probably Gary, if Gary was fine. I mean, Gary was the starter this season, and I don't think it's fair. Uh, you know, sometimes it just happens, and you don't ever get your job back. I mean, Romo got replaced by Dak, and Dak was so good, and the team was going so well that Romo had to basically make a resignation speech. And I don't think Gary would have had to do that. Gary's come too far. He's waited too long. He's worked too hard to get into a situation where he basically hands over the job to Shapin. That's not going to happen. Now, will it be a bitter fight next season for the starting job? You bet. And that's great. Could I mean, you couldn't have a better situation. And Gary's done it before. He'll do it again. I mean, Gary would always have the edge because of leadership. Now, Gary could... I mean, I, I again, that's I, going to sound weird to people, but Gary's so big and Gary is so mobile, I think Gary's the kind of guy that would get in a, in a pro-type setting and actually really open some eyes. Like, I'm talking about scouts and that kind of thing. So, I, I'm not, I mean, there's no guarantee that Gary comes back. Shapin obviously, is back for sure. Uh, I, I, the drones thing worries me. I, I don't, I don't think drones is ready. I think he's probably got a big arm. I think he's got all the measurables. I think there's a lot of flash and dash there. I, I, I just don't, I don't know for sure from what I've heard that the maturity is there yet. And that's a, that's a huge component of a Dave Aranda coach team. I mean, do you think he's going to hand over the offense to somebody that, that he doesn't trust uh, to do their stuff even off the field to a certain extent? Now, again, there have been players that had some issues off the field or whatever that really turned their lives around and got going. It happened under the rule era. It's already happened under under um, Aranda. I mean, they had to suspend at one time. Apuica for some stuff. I, I don't exactly know what it was, but it seemed to be more kind of maturity type issues. And Ika's really become a great teammate, great player, all of that. So I, I mean, there's no nobody's given up on this guy. I'm just saying, this is not a well, you know, turn it over to Shapin and, and the machine kept going. I don't sense that it's the same with drones. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I hope the guy's great. I, I just. I don't get that feel, but uh, but this is going to be uh, this is going to be fascinating to watch the matchup as they get ready for Ole Miss. Ole Miss, as Gary talked about, extremely athletic. They don't have to truly out scheme you because, in some ways, they just have uh, they're they're so athletic. Ole Miss is known for having great front, great pass rushers. And, and just great speed even on the back end. The, the, uh, their offensive coach on the offensive side of the ball and Corral's a, a, a really interesting player. Their quarterback, Jeff Lebby, is their offensive coordinator. He's getting ready to leave. Jeff Lebby was the Baylor. Um, he would have been the running backs coach under Art Briles, also Art Briles' son-in-law. And Lebby has uh, really worked up the coaching ranks. 
Uh, kind of got with Kiffin. He was, he's been good at Ole Miss, and he's going to be at Oklahoma now as their offensive coordinator. That's where he went. That's home for him. But I'm telling you, there's still some I, – I think there's still some bad blood with how things ended at, during that whole awful ending and, and poor Jim Grobe having to oversee a staff of Art Briles, uh, uh protégés. That that was an, that was not a pretty scene at all, and Jeff Levy was part of that group, and he will be coaching against Baylor. The man has some motivation. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, Campus Confidential is next. Ring in the new year with Baylor football in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 champion Bears and the Ole Miss Rebels Saturday, January 1st from New Orleans in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 and the SEC on January 1st in the All-State Sugar Bowl right here on the home of Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. Payments for qualified buyers at 2.9% with 5,000 down or cash or trade. TTNL Extra, see dealer for details. Get the quality pre-owned car you need now at a price you can afford at Richard Car. Find great deals like a 7-passenger 2016 GMC Acadia for $225 a month. A 2019 Ford F-150 for $438 a month. Plus, get top dollar for your trade now. Richard Car pre-owned vehicles go through a 172-point inspection, and our aggressive lenders say yes when others say no. Find your next car or truck at Richard Car today. At Richard Car, we give you more. The self-employed face a particular challenge with respect to health coverage. Healthcare costs have just skyrocketed and it has really gotten to where it's very complex and confusing. Hurley Benefit Services Vice President, Tammy Hurley. Self-employed individuals have such a personal responsibility and so they really like being able to be in charge of their personal insurance policies and their choices. Health insurance, if you're self-employed, doesn't have to be hard to buy. Hurley Benefit Services can help. Being a self-employed individual, you are working so hard on your business and to know all the answers or to even know what questions to ask about insurance is tough. Come to us, we can answer those questions for you and find a package that you're gonna be able to afford and it's gonna meet your needs. Set a no cost, no obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at hurleybenefitservices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y benefitservices.com. The Cowboy Report, weekdays at 8, 10 a.m. and 5, 10 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WELL. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Another move in college football bowl season as Central Michigan will now play Washington State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl on Friday. Five bowl games on tap for today, starting with number 20 Houston taking on Auburn in the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Air Force and Louisville in the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. Mississippi State takes on Texas Tech in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. UCLA and number 18 NC State in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. And finishing off tonight with West Virginia taking on Minnesota in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Baylor basketball back in action tonight from the Farrell Center as the Bears face off with Northwestern State. Tip is at 7 o'clock with the pregame at 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential. Our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas rolling into a Tuesday and getting ready for our Sugar Bowl coverage. Thursday, Friday, Saturday we'll be there. And uh, then uh, I think uh, Tom's making a trip in tomorrow. And I'll be rolling into town for my Thursday afternoon show. You can hear game time, of course, with Tom and Ward, 7 a.m. weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Once you're driving to work, as you're driving home, catch me 4 to 6. John Morris, of course, 3 to 4 uh, for that. Oh, I love that. You can leave that up, Aaron. I, I never mind that music. Uh, I do want to remind people, though, Nikki Collin is, uh, I'm gonna, in fact, I'm going to remind her right now, uh, Nikki is going to join us for her weekly appearance at, uh, we're going to do this at 5 o'clock. All right? That's usually when we run it, but we're going to do it live. And I like doing uh, I like th- doing things live, okay? You never know what might happen. In fact, we may just keep her the whole hour. I mean, once we have her live, Erin, there's really nowhere we can she can go. You know, we'll just kind of keep her on <laughs> for, uh, for a good long while. All right, it is Campus Confidential. That is when Erin Sexton uh, brings up some of his uh, – uh, favorite topics of the day involving college uh, basketball or college football. Aaron, it's been very COVID-heavy lately, which uh, I'm tired of, quite frankly. But uh, <laughs> I understand we have to do it. And, uh, yeah, we have more cancellations. But, uh, Aaron, where do you have us starting today in the Campus Confidential? Yeah, we'll start out with some COVID stuff, and we'll finish oh. with non-COVID-related news. Right, I've got a couple right. of those. But um, – this just happened a couple hours ago, as you mentioned. UCLA was forced to pull out of tonight's Holiday Bowl. They were scheduled to play NC State, but because of COVID-19 problems with the Bruins programs, program, they pulled out at around uh, 2.30 today. So only a couple of hours ago for a 7 o'clock kickoff tonight, UCLA withdrew from the Holiday Bowl tonight. So uh, that makes the fifth bowl to be canceled because of COVID issues with at least one of the participating teams joining the Arizona Bowl, Hawaii Bowl, Fenway Bowl, and Military Bowl. The uh, NC State Wolfpack were trying to win 10 games in a season for only the second time in the program's history. They're the fourth ACC team to have their bowl canceled. It's been a mess. Yeah, I bet the... uh... I bet the SEC wishes it had some games canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and All right. 
SEC. What are they, 0-3? They're 0-3 in all five. Uh, they're 0-3 in all three losses are to a group of five schools. Uh, way to go. Yeah. The the big bad SEC. Well, the, I, I, it happened. Didn't a have to take a forfeit since they didn't get to play? Yes. I mean, they're the ones that didn't get to play, so shouldn't we give them a loss? I think they should have to get a loss, so let's make it 0-4. Who else had to take a loss? Any other SEC school just completely have to quit or put a uh, – let's call it 0-4 since, since A&M didn't even show up to play. That sounds, right? sounds good. Right. Um, um, yeah. By the way, I had one for you real quick. Sure. Listen to this one. This is Houston's – this comes to us from Max Olson, who refuses to do our show because apparently <laughs> we, we did somebody wrong in his life. We did him wrong, and so Max said, I can't come on with you all anymore. That's okay. Max – we miss you, buddy. But it, he, he said this, Houston's 2021 year in review. This is good, though. Invited to Big 12, check. Played for AAC title, check. Won 12 games, check. Beat SEC team in bowl. That's nice. And he's got the, uh, he's got the Larry David pretty, pretty good. Pretty, <laughs> pretty good in there. Okay, so let's uh, – Let's give a shout-out to old Max Olson. Max, you ever want to come home, we're here for you. But, unfortunately, we got, like, 75 other athletic riders. Okay, go ahead, Aaron. Well, the uh, cancellations have caused some shuffling in the bowls, obviously, and now Central Michigan will play Washington State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl coming up on Friday, a move that allows both teams to play in a bowl game, obviously. Both teams lost opponents to COVID-19 issues. Miami withdrew from the Sun Bowl on Sunday, sending the bowls scrambling for an opponent. That spot was filled by the Chippewas after their scheduled opponent, Boise State, withdrew from the Barstool Arizona Bowl yesterday. The bowl games and their respective conferences worked out an agreement for the Sun Bowl to move forward with the game, while the Arizona Bowl became the fourth bowl at the time, now fifth, to be canceled for COVID-19 reasons. But it makes well, sense. It's, it's yeah. You mentioned it yesterday, and they even mentioned it in the ESPN article, the four-hour drive to El Paso. Yeah, and you know what I say is you should really keep testing, you know, 18 to 22-year-old kids who are fully vaccinated and have no symptoms. What I really think is you should just test them every hour to make sure they don't have anything. Let's just test them over and over. My gosh, what are we doing? Why are we, like, tree? <clears throat> why are we not involving at all? I don't understand this. Um at all the way they're handling all this i did want to share a memory if you if you don't mind aaron if i could interrupt your COVID talk for just a briefly <laughs> here um i uh 1992 was the year i think that was was it 93 i think it's 92 anyway grant taft's final year beats uh, last regular season game they beat uh, texas and they carry him off the field and my texas buddies would argue that they got a call late but whatever um then they, they go play in the Sun Bowl. It's Grant's last game, and they play Desert Swarm. And that was Dick Tomey's Arizona team. They were good, man. They, that, that Arizona team was like one of the top five, they were one of the best defenses in the country. And they called that team Desert Swarm. All right, so let's call this, again, when did Desert Storm happen? 1991. So this would have happened, you know, at the year or two after. And so they called that defense Desert Swarm. And 
I, I was out there, and I just remember it was so fun. Baylor beats Arizona. I'm on the field after the game. I went with went to the game with my parents. We went out to El Paso. I, I would assume we didn't fly. We would have. Yeah, we flew out there. There's no way we drove out there. I don't remember my sister. We must have left my sister at home. Sorry, Mandy. But I maybe she was with us. But I just remember being on the field after the game, and with my fraternity brothers slash Baylor football players. Now I don't want to insinuate that I was on the team because I was not. I was just a fraternity brother of these guys. But my buddy Kyle Friedman, fullback on the team, and John Lingefeld, scout team defensive tackle, uh, we were out there celebrating on the field Grant's last game. And I just remember it was just so fun. I, I wouldn't call that rushing the field because, as I recall, I was about the only Baylor person, kind of, you know, student down on the field. I don't remember seeing any others. I think I just got to go down there because I had some buddies on the team. But, uh, Man, it was a neat moment, and it makes me think of good times and, and the great Grant Taft. And, again, Grant Grant could have easily coached four or five more years and should have. But, you know, everybody thought, oh, let's let Chuck Reedy have a shot at this. Yeah, how'd that work out? How'd Dave Roberts work <laughs> out? How did Kevin, Kevin Steele work oh. out? How did Guy Morris work out? I mean, we were we were in the foot – I mean, it's like they – they try to push Grant into retirement and then spend about a million years in the wilderness. That was Dick Ellis and some of those people. Well, let's get Grant. Let's let's let Grant be the AD or whatever. Well, Grant's a football coach for goodness sakes. Let the man keep coaching. Yeah, sometimes these people. That's why TCU better watch out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe with maybe Sonny will be fine, but I don't I don't know if it's truly going to be the answer. All right, um, Aaron. What else do you have? Mississippi State coach Mike Leach says the Red Raiders still owe him a decade later. Leach has not been the coach at Texas Tech since 2009 when the Red Raiders fired him and said he mistreated Adam James, a player who had suffered a concussion. They fired him for cause, negating much of his five-year $12.7 million contract he had signed in February of 2009. Leach has disputed that account more than a decade later as the two schools are preparing to meet today in the Liberty Bowl. Leach still feels like He's owed some of that money. He said, uh, quote, you know, great school. I've got great memories there. They still owe me for 2009, the last time they won nine games. So maybe they'll deliver the check. So we'll see what happens. Leach is the winningest coach in Texas Tech history with 84 victories. When asked how long he plans on battling Texas Tech, he said, quote, forever. Why not? I mean, what do I got to lose? I don't have anything to lose. I mean, they cheated me out of $2.6 million plus four years remaining on my contract so uh yeah it's it's ugly but that's leach and leach and dana holgerson come from the same place and uh, holgerson came from the leach tree and leach came from the hell mummy it's just how they conduct themselves and i don't even i don't know if he's totally wrong about it i mean kent hans is one of those old school democrats in texas who put his finger up and goes Oh, I think I now I think I can go win as a Republican. He beats uh, George W. for a uh, you know to uh, be a a congressman back in the '80s, and then at some point, like 1990, he's like, "Oh, I think I'm a Republican now," and so he's a career politician who's kind of a I, I, I you know the one thing I agreed with Leach on is that 
And, again, i got to be careful here because i got some politicians who are great friends of mine. But uh, uh, our man Kent Hance, I've always kind of had him. I, I, I know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Pete will call me and, uh, and say, Mosley, you got, you got Kent Hance all wrong. But I, I kind of have – I've always had kind of had much like uh, our man uh, Leach said, I kind of put him in the sleazy category. So uh, – uh, and I don't do that with all politicians, but I, I, I think Leach is right when he says that about Kent Hansen. The thing about Kent Hansen is that they can't handle the problem with a place like Tech is they, they're all excited when they're winning, and they got they had Bob Knight, and then they had Kent Hansen. But at some point, those people get really sick of being disrespected, and I kind of get that. I mean, Leach doesn't care about those people, and he's going to embarrass them, and he's going to humiliate them. And so when they had the chance to go after Leach, the Adam James thing got him, gave him a chance, they took it. And they said, get him the heck out of here. And they used that. And they should have just, you know, they should have settled on this thing years ago. And for whatever reason, they decided not to. Honestly, because they probably hate Leach, and Leach hates them. But uh, anyway, that is how that is how that whole thing's gone. And it's funny that uh, all these years later, Leach is going up against Texas Tech in a bowl game. And that's that. This is one of the few bowl games uh, that really does get my interest because uh, because of that kind of fun angle. You know, by the way, his old uh, his old player Sonny Cumbie is uh, will be uh, coaching the game for Texas Tech before Joey McGuire takes over. So that's kind of a fun angle as well. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? After his incredible season at Jackson State, in which he led the team to an 11 and two record and a celebration bowl bid, the college football world. Seems to want more Deion Sanders. However, don't expect to see his program taking on a bunch of quote-unquote buy games from Power 5 conferences. Jackson State faced one FBS opponent in 2021 following falling to Louisiana Monroe 12-7. The team has a history of facing programs uh, from Power 5 schools such as TCU uh, and other Division I schools such as Southern Miss and South Alabama in recent seasons. The reason that Obviously, uh, programs like Jackson State do that is for the high six-digit payouts, even though most of the time it results in big losses. Sanders says he's not doing that. He was on the Rich Eisen show last Friday, and he said, the goal is to dominate where you're at, not win, but to dominate where you are. Then you look towards down the line to scheduling some of those games. Right now, those games are a financial beatdown. That's what I call them. That's what some HBCUs do. I'm I'm going to go... To very, these various schools get my butt kicked, but I'm walking out of there with $750,000 or a million dollars. Coach Sanders said, that's not worth it to me. To me, that's just the ultimate sellout to the children. All right. I, I uh, got to be honest with you. You started the, you started the, that story with Deion Sanders and I had to check out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I I I uh, I think Dion does some good things, and I I don't uh, I think Dion actually probably does have a heart for I, I think what he's done at, at Jackson State. There's some pretty cool things that he's done and accomplished, and getting that one player I think that's really awesome. I also think the reason I have a little bit of uh, ill will toward Dion, I love watching him as a player, and of course I I was a big Cowboys fan at the time. Um, I guess when he was with the Cowboys, I would have been 
a Baylor student. But I, I just, I've just watched him mislead so many parents and so many kids over the years that I don't buy much of what he's selling. And again, I don't want to get two things mixed up here. The historically, um, uh, 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 the H, the the historically black colleges, universities, HBCUs. I, I just think it's an incredible group, and I think it's well worth us trying to support and keep those schools strong, because I think the I think the the uh, the folks who come out of those schools just get a it's just an incredible uh, education, and there's a lot of great things about it. So I want to keep that part separate from the fact that I just don't trust Deion Sanders. All right. All right. Aaron, that's all I have. You got anything else? Now we need to get ready for Coach Collin. Let's do it. We will uh, have our weekly visit with Coach Nikki Collin, and that is coming up next. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics and your home for game day live presented by the office of Baylor alumni. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley and me New Year's Day at 3.30 from the All-State Sugar Bowl in New Orleans as the Big 12 Conference champion Baylor Bears take on the Ole Miss Rebels. We'll preview the game, have scores and interviews, and it all happens New Year's Day. It's game day live presented by the office of Baylor alumni on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Don't miss Game Day Live, New Year's Day from the Allstate Sugar Bowl. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med.
I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley, starting at 5 o'clock, the way we do it on Tuesdays with our visit with Nikki Collin, Baylor women's coach, brought to you, uh, well, by a host of sponsors, but uh, appreciate UBO always, uh, tremendous services, Sean Hunt and that group over there. But the weekly appearance, uh, Nikki, hope you had a uh, wonderful Christmas and uh, you might have traveled a little bit. I know you probably sent your team, some of your players home. Is it um, with all these te- games being canceled because of COVID? Do you? I mean, you can't make your players stay on campus or quarantine or anything. But does it make it? Uh, does it make it a little weird this time of year, knowing that uh, well, you can't really control what they're up to when they're at home. Yeah, no doubt. But let's be honest, you can't control what they're doing when they're here either. You know, and, and I think uh, I think the reality is with, with Omicron that it's one trip to the grocery store. It's one, you know, it's just it seems to be so um, highly contagious that, you know, I know a lot of um, teams right now that, you know, that have bigger rosters than ours, but, you know, have seven or eight COVID positives right now on a 14 player roster. So, you know, it's, 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 it's out there for sure. And I'm sorry about my voice. I don't know. No. You know, it's like you're back from Christmas and they're tired and out of shape. And obviously like I raised the level <laughs> of my voice a little too much over the last three days. It's okay. I mean, you, you, you've, you've done these with me before. I, I end up talking a lot. So I'll, you know, I'll try to, I've had some issues myself, by the way, and uh, throat coat, herbal tea, throat coat. You get it at Whole Foods. There may be some places in the Waco area that have it as well. Uh, but, uh, you, uh, yeah, give it a try. That is the best thing. Oh, and a shot of steroids. Also, yeah, not screaming at, not screaming at your players can, can help as well. But uh, I, uh, and not that that's what you're doing, but you kind of, I'm sure you had to kind of maybe lift the intensity, let's put it that way, <clears throat> of, of, of the practices. Now, um, you you did find somebody to play, <clears throat> and that's always an interesting thing. We did thing. find somebody to play, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the good thing is it's, it's from right down the road, and the truth is a lot of these games are being canceled, and so it is good. You first got to get somebody to play, and you got to find some team that's healthy. And, and uh, that, that, you know, and I, I'm curious, by the way, and I, if you can't answer this, don't answer it. Uh, it's so totally fine. But ha- testing-wise – I mean, if you've got young, healthy folks who most of them have been vaccinated, I don't know why you would be testing all the time. It doesn't totally make sense to me. Do you still have to, like, test 
two or three times a week, or or can you shed any no, light no, on no, that? No, or, uh, yeah. we we you know, and I and I, I'm not suggesting there isn't some conversation, um, across the country, across leagues, across universities, um, in terms of you know, rethinking testing possibilities. Yeah, we obviously felt like in the midst of um, the Delta variant and it, you know, the vaccination seemed to be working. There were very few breakthrough cases and, and so unvaccinated, um, you know, people, players, staff, you know, have not, um, been getting tested unless, unless they were symptomatic. And so, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, but we, you know, obviously talked on the radio last week about policies changing and, you know, within a few hours, policies had changed in terms of nice. the 12 and forfeits and, you know, because you, you can't control it. You know, if your mm-hmm. team and, and your staff is mostly vaccinated and people are still getting it, then what control do we have over our ability to play play the game? And so, um, you know, was was happy about that, at least to see that dynamic change. And as much as we, we want to keep our players healthy and we want to play games, um, we certainly don't want to be penalized for – doing things the right way or trying to. Yeah. Today, you know, it's never enough, is it? We get we get dumped, we get fully vaccinated, we get a booster shot. And then today I met with a buddy uh, on a deal we were talking about and he said uh, that he had had his fourth shot. <laughs> I thought, oh, I thought my gosh, do we have to I mean, I, I just always <laughs> I feel like we're always behind. I was just Happy to have right, my right. booster. Yeah, and, and, I mean, <laughs> and I'm not sure we don't need some kind of uh, booster for Omicron, but they've said like they're they're not going to have that ready in time, and then we'll be on to whatever's next in the Greek in the you know Greek alphabet. So you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's next at this point. Yeah, yeah, Omicron. We'll, uh, we're we're monitoring that. Fortunately, it doesn't seem to be as awful as the old Delta strain. Talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance. Uh, Nikki, what are you uh, giving a little time to get everybody back from break here and try to get some practices in? And then, of course, it'll be time for conference. It's right around the corner. What do you find yourself, uh, other than trying to make sure everybody, you know, is in some level of shape uh, and, and conditioning, what do you find yourself really dialing down on? Where, where are the areas? Because, uh, you know, practice time becomes very precious because once that season gets going, you know, sometimes it's few and far between. What do you find those? Uh, what do you What are you really drilling down on right now? Yeah, I think a lot of it is you know execution driven at both ends of the court. Um, really dialing into you know what has worked for us and and what do we you know what do we need to scrap? Um, whether it's a play or whether it's an action that you thought was going to be great for you, um, but the results haven't necessarily been there. What has been good that, you know, we really need to feel like that's a go-to, um, you know, and then even in terms of defensive execution, ball screen coverage, um, you know, which lineups are best in which situations and things like that. And so, you know, you know, looking back, you know, I, I, I know when we talked last week, it was close to the Michigan game and there was disappointment. And, and I think my players were shocked when I told them that I didn't watch the Michigan game until Saturday. Um, because, and it's funny because people think that, um, you know, it's an emotional thing. You need to watch it right after it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it wasn't that watching it, usually when I watch a game, um, I'm never as happy as I thought 
and I'm never as disappointed as I thought, you know, regardless of outcome. Um, but what I am is very solution oriented and it's just how I'm, I'm programmed, I'm wired, you know? And so I took the approach, like I haven't spent a lot of time with my kids, um, in months and I was going to watch the game when I got back, you know, I gave myself a full day to get back, um, before we, we practiced and, you know, it wasn't so much about being emotional, disappointed. It was simply like, I knew the minute I watched it, I was going to be in solution mode. I was going to be in, how do we fix it? What do we fix? What did we do wrong? How do I fix that? Um, and not wanting to spend my entire break, um, at home, like in problem solving solution mode. And so, you know, I think for us, it's some of the things that, you know, we have to get better at is, is we, we just, we've said it, but we've had to drill it. We've had to show it. We've had to demand, you know, that our, that our guards, that our guards rebound, you know, that they get in and they, they're active on the glass, um, you know, because that was a difference in the game. I think, you know, I, I know we, we wanted to win the game. We, we certainly had chances to win the game. Um, but we held Michigan to 28% on first shots. Like, so we did a lot of things well on defense. Um, I mean, they ended up 36% in the game, and that number goes up because of second-chance opportunities. Um, and so we did a lot of things right in terms of taking the right things away, but it's like finishing possessions. You know, it's really finishing possessions. It's really understanding, even at the offensive end, you know, when we need to roll and when we need to pop and when we need to stay down and, and be there for the drop pass and, and really – getting them to understand that even though we're going to play to Nalissa a lot, that we've got to stop turning the basketball over, trying to get her the ball and make the right decision. Um, you know, and the right decision is sometimes to not pass it to her, you know, to pass it to a more open player and for those players to search openings, you know, and, and not take bad shots, but be ready shooters, be prepared um, you know, and be engaged so that we have, in, in my opinion, like if you're going to be a good offensive team, you have five players hunting shots all the time. Does that mean you take shots? No, but it means you're ready. Your your feet are ready. Your hands are ready. You're calling for the ball. And if the defense rotates to you, you make the next right play. And so, you know, a lot of it's that, like really getting them to understand we need to continue to make the best play, the right next play, the right next action. Um because I think, you know, it still comes down to us growing offensively in terms of balance and effectiveness and making the right play. Because I think outside of, you know, the second chance points, from a defensive perspective, we've been really solid. Have you started to look at the um, and really study some of these Big 12 opponents coming up? Uh, I know, you know, maybe you're supposed to say, um, you know, well, we're only focused on UNT, but you have a huge conference slate that is uh, that will start hitting quickly. How how much have you gotten to kind of look ahead, and and it also probably helps that you've you've crossed paths with some of these folks. Um, how how much have you started yeah. to look ahead to to some of those upcoming matchups? You know, it's been more. Um, you know, I. I've got a really good video coordinator and, um, you know, one of the things we talked about back in September was, you know, we, we need to know every opponent, what are they going to do against our ball screens? Um, you know, what are we going to have to guard? Like, what are we going to have to, um, you know, without saying, Hey, we're working on Texas's dribble drive. Like, what are the actions 
that we're going to have to be able to guard, um, just generally speaking, as a far a part of our base defense, you know. And so often what the non-conference does is prepares you. Like UNT, you know, if you compare who we were going to play in Houston Baptist to UNT, I mean, you're talking about UNT being 75 in the net versus Houston Baptist being closer to 300. Um, so a sig- significant upgrade um, in terms of, quote, quality opponent um, at this point based on their numbers, you know. And admittedly, I did not watch Houston Baptist um, because, you know, we knew we weren't going to play them at the point that I would have started watching film on them. So, you know, I know I'm going to say superficially, I've certainly watched Texas and competed against Vic when he was at, at uh, Mississippi State or even mm-hmm. when I was at Arkansas and he was still Gary Blair's defensive coordinator at A&M. Um, you know, Bill Fenley will tell you he's the only I'm, – I'm the only player that's turned him down twice um, as a recruit. So I've, I've known Bill forever. I know how they play. You know, I watched them against Iowa State. I watched them against LSU. You know, I watched Texas against Princeton this week. Um, I watched Kansas State against Oregon. So, you know, I've watched it um, that way. I haven't done the possession by possessions, pause, pause, okay, you know, what are they doing in this situation? What are they doing in that situation? Um, I've watched Texas against Baylor last year and the SEC, you know, or the SEC, the Big 12 tournament, things like that. So um, I, I've I've been diving in enough to know some of the general stuff, but certainly not at a like a molecular level where you know I have like here's here's what we have to be able to do you know here's what we need um to be able to do day in and day out it's it's just kind of more of a foundational perspective what do we have to be good at to be good in our league which is always going to be important here at Baylor now did you um did you when you were taking the job did you start sort of making demands on what sort of uh, uh, you wanted your office to look like at the new pavilion? Did you start? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad deal to accept a, uh, you know, to get one of the most storied jobs in the country. And oh, by the way, they're going to build a downtown arena, or we can call it whatever we want to. It's going to, you know, extend the campus. Uh, that's that's got to be very exciting, I would think, for you recruiting. What is that like for a coach? Um, and you start seeing all the models of it and imagining what that thing's going to look like. Uh, how much excitement is there with the uh, – I mean, most of these players are going to be gone maybe by the time the arena is built for 2024. But what, what, is it, what is it like for you as a head coach to know this thing's coming down the pike? Yeah, it's incredibly exciting. I mean, I certainly knew about it in the interview process. Um, and I think when you're talking about um, – respecting the past but trying to put your stamp on the program you know it's just it's kind of a a beautiful way to be able to do it and you know I've had a lot of meetings um you know quite frankly from maybe the second week I was hired on in terms of the architecture I've gotten to blow out walls um you know plan the practice gym and what it looks like um, totally reconfigure the locker room in terms of how I view that space and the functionality of that space. And so, um, you know, I've just, I've gotten to put my, my fingerprint on it, you know, in terms of what is important to me um, in my office space. I mean, I immediately took the space that they had and started blowing out walls um, before there were real walls. So 
I like to believe that it was an inexpensive, um, you know, open concept opportunity. Um, but, you know, I'm just, it's how we use our space. And, you know, it's been so fun because, like, right now we're just, we're such an interactive staff and we have our players up in our office space every single day and we have nowhere to congregate. Um, you know, we just don't have that shared space. And so, you know, even looking at how the office was originally designed and saying, no, we need, we need space. Like I told them I wanted it to look like a Delta lounge, you know, in terms of having, you know, pods of space and workspace and hangout space and TV space. Um, yeah, the players are always going to have their, their locker room and that's theirs. Um, but we, we kind of wanted that interactive shared space where it's a comfortable, you know, we've got the river views, like I've taken out walls and put up glass so that from anywhere you can kind of see out to the river and, um, you know, things like that. So, you know, it's just been a really cool way to, um, you know, kind of make a space ours, you know, really, truly ours. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun, and uh, it's going to, you know, all the development that will go in. There will be lots of bells and whistles. And, uh, by the way, we have no idea what a Delta Lounge is around here. You, know, you remember what part of the country you're in now, right? This is uh... – <laughs> Well, okay, we'll call it well, – I mean, uh, Admiral I not, Lounge. You know, I, yeah. not, I got – I will admit, like, when I, was, when I was the head coach of the Dream, my staff for my birthday bought me a Delta Lounge pass. Right? Nice. Because so, we traveled commercial in the W. Okay. Right? And, you know, we didn't have the charter, college charter world. So, you know, kind of having that space to work and be, you know, and and um, so, so yeah, an air, air, <laughs> airline lounge, call it American, call it United Club, whatever it is, you know, it's kind of like that whole idea of, of just sp- comfortable space where people can work, play, you know, and hang out. So commercial travel with the WNBA, you start walking through airports with six four, six six women. Would you get some interesting looks? Yeah, I mean it's it. There's no question. You know, they um, there there's going to be staring. I've always said, even when you travel <laughs> with any team, when every when everyone's kind of um, matching, you know, and and everyone's got a team sweat. You know, the the thing that there was always like admittedly discouraging to me when I was when I was in the W because when you're in we're in you're in the W you know you're coaching the best players in the world not not in the United States like when it comes to women's basketball you're you're coaching and competing against the best players in the world you know and and we would go into airports or get on airlines and people would see them and they'd be like they'd look at us and say what's the Atlanta dream you know or when I was with the Connecticut Sun it would be like oh, you guys are with the Huskies, and I'm thinking, the Huskies don't play in the summer, you know? <laughs> like, so it's kind of that whole idea of, of you know, you're, you're so fighting for relevancy at that level, and you think, like, dang, these guys really deserve for people to know who they are, and it's mind-boggling, like, um, you know, kind of that, that people don't know who they are, and you're talking about some of the best athletes in the world, and so, so yeah, it's a, it's a little, it's a little different, it's, um, you know, and I, I've, I've told, like, I've told our girls that, like, you know, like, hey, you, you want to be pros, and it's amazing that you've been raised with the WNBA as a goal, like, amazing, like, when I was growing up, it didn't exist, you know, and so, you know, to have something to aspire to at a young age is amazing, but it's, but players have such a reality check when they go from, um, 
you know, kind of the world they're in here at Baylor where people know their names and are talking about them. The people know them in the community. People know them. Um, you know, people know who Nalissa Smith is, you know, and, and, and hopefully she ends up being the number one pick in the WNBA draft. And, and besides Baylor fans and, and you just, you know, six months from now, people might not know who she is. And that's crazy yeah. to me, you know, like, yeah. it's just, it's crazy to me. Like people are going to know who Cade Cunningham is, you know, like, it's just, it's just a different world. And, and they're going to go from, you know, posh locker rooms and, and charter travel to, you know, depending on, you know, what team, you know, they're, they're, they're going to get, you know, comfort plus now with the new CBA and now they're getting rookies at least get their own rooms um, on the road, but it's just, it's a little bit different world. You know, they'll enjoy their per diem and they'll enjoy getting a paycheck, but um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just, it's, it's kind of like sometimes they realize like, wow, I had it real, real good (laughs) when I was in college. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, it's it you know, it doesn't go as fast as it needs to sometimes. The improvements and Nancy Lieberman back in the day, that's who when I was a kid, that's who I would watch and she was with the Dallas Diamonds, I believe it was, and that was one iteration and uh, this is better than that, but uh, it needs to get better and we'll continue to, to watch it. Coach, always fun to catch up with you and uh, we will uh, see watch that we'll watch you against North Texas and then get ready for that conference slate. Look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. You bet. There she goes. Nikki Collin, Baylor women's coach, joining us for her weekly appearance. And uh, it is now time. I want to get back into some uh, – I, I just – it's so awesome to get to hear from Baylor offensive coordinator. He was nominated for best uh, assistant coach in the country um, and the Frank Broyles Award. We will hear from uh, Coach Jeff Grimes at Baylor next. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. One of eight TDs scored by Dallas in Sunday's win was by a 300-pound offensive lineman making his first career catch. You'll hear from Terrence Steele after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. In Dallas's 56-14 smashing of Washington, the Cowboys scored eight touchdowns, including an interception return, a pump block return, a TD run, and five TD passes, including one to 318-pound offensive tackle Terrence Steele. It was a thrill for the lineman who, even when he was in high school at Cibolo Steele or at Texas Tech or, heck, even Pee Wee football, never got a chance to score until primetime Sunday night. 
that's every old lineman's dream, you know, just catch a touchdown. Uh, I've always been an old lineman. I've never touched the ball in my High life. School. So never, ever, ever was there. I caught it. That's just a cherry on top. Steele played Sunday in place of Pro Bowl left tackle Tyron Smith, who the Cowboys anticipate returning from an ankle injury this coming Sunday against Arizona. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. Happy New Year from ESPN Central Texas. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. Camille Johnson Realtors congratulates the Big 12 Conference football champion, Baylor Bears. Camille is a proud Baylor University graduate and is a longtime supporter of her community and all the Baylor Bear athletic programs. For over 36 years, Camille has been in the real estate world and she started her own company, Camille Johnson Realtors, six years ago. Her group of 29 real estate agents are all successful, smart, and experienced, and they have helped hundreds of satisfied Central Texas buyers and sellers. Learn more at CamilleJohnson.com and go Bears! When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Genco and me. Genco has extended their offer till the end of the year. Refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. You can't pass on rates this low and make no payments for 90 days. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA, equal housing lender. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long. Extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Clouds will once again move in overnight and keep those overnight lows pretty warm in the low 60s. A 20% chance for rain does exist early tomorrow morning for places west of I-35, but not everyone is going to see any rain and this should all move out by around noon tomorrow. Skies will gradually clear by the afternoon with a high reaching 79 degrees. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Orton Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Another move in college football bowl season as Central Michigan will now play Washington State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl on Friday. Five bowl games on tap for today, starting with number 20 Houston taking on Auburn in the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Air Force in Louisville in the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. Mississippi State takes on Texas Tech in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. UCLA in number 18 NC State in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. And finishing off tonight with West Virginia taking on Minnesota in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Baylor basketball back in action tonight from the Farrell Center as the Bears face off with Northwestern State. Tip is at 7 o'clock with the pregame at 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, rolling through a Tuesday. And again, thanks to UBO uh, Business Services, Sean Hunt, the whole group uh, at UBO. They do an incredible job. They uh, are a company that, uh, well, they do a tremendous job cutting down on your paper services, your uh, your copiers, and your email uh, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable how they could streamline a, a, a workforce and they just allow companies to save a lot of money. And they really help people through the pandemic and companies that were facing a lot of different challenges. UBO is there to work with them. We appreciate UBO, uh, UBO Business Services. They're a big part of this show and a, and a great partner with us. And, of course, our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. Uh, Joe Nesbitt, uh, president of the bank, and then, uh, of course, uh, uh, Brian Fonville, executive vice president. They do a tremendous job, and we uh, we thank them so much. We have an opportunity right now, and I, and I want to, uh, our, our drive-home crowd, I, I want you all to hear from the Baylor. Uh, this is the Baylor offensive coordinator. We have not heard from him in a long time, and th- through the various Sugar Bowl duties, uh, he had to do a news conference. Not that he went kicking and screaming. It's just uh, Baylor does not uh, did not give access to the coordinators this season. That's fine. It's just their, that's their prerogative. But we were very pleased to get to hear from Jeff Grimes today. So I want to let you sample. You'll hear my voice in here. This was a Zoom press conference we did earlier today. And here is uh, Jeff Grimes talking about the Baylor offense about Gary Bohannon, uh, uh, various things, the offensive line, uh, and, and several other things. Here is that press conference. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, 
for everyone now. We have Baylor Offensive Coordinator Jeff Grimes. Coach, if you could start off with a brief opening statement, then we'll go right to questions. Yeah, I would just say really excited about this bowl personally. I've never been to it, been to a lot of a lot of bowl games. And obviously this is this is a great opportunity for our team, an opportunity for us to I think make a statement about the kind of team that we are. And I've always felt that bowl games really say something about um, the mindset of your team, particularly at the end of the season. And so we're looking forward to the opportunity to say something about who we are as an offense and the kind of team that we are. Okay, our first question is from John Werner with the Waco Tribune Herald. Uh, hi, Coach Grimes. Um, how is Gary coming along? Uh, just can you maybe just comment a little bit about his progression over the last few weeks? Yeah, I would say it started off a little bit slow for a couple of reasons. One, that that hamstring wasn't quite back at full strength when he came back to practice, and he was just trying to work his way back into it. And, you know, anytime you're um, – you're an athletic player, um, especially at the quarterback position. You know you rely on your legs just to just to move around and, and even to throw through and follow through and do those kind of things. Um, but I think he's at or very close to full speed now. Uh, took him a little while to kind of knock the rust off, but um, I anticipate that he'll be at full speed for the game, and I anticipate him playing well. Next is Curtis Quillen from KCN TV in Waco. Hey, Coach, you mentioned wanting to prove a point about the type of offense you guys are and the type of team you guys are against a team like Ole Miss. What is it exactly that you're hoping to prove with this, this new-look offense in your first year at Baylor against, uh, against Ole Miss? Well, I think it's a great, a great team, and so every week is an opportunity to make a statement about, about who you are when you, when you play against somebody that's good. And so I think it's just one more opportunity opportunity for us to show that that we're um, a good team and a good offense and that we're for real um, but I think just as much and I, I would imagine that coach Aranda would say the same thing the way we play is is um, just as important as playing well or winning the game and so playing clean controlling the things that we can control um, on offense in particular I think about the the turnovers I think about not having any foolish penalties. I think about playing a physical brand of football, really an opportunity to to um, show one more time um, what we try to be all about. And that, you know, that I think says something about our personality and our identity. We'll now go to Ted Lewis from the New Orleans Times-Picayune. Yes, Jeff, uh, a couple of subjects. First of all, uh, how was your relationship with Dave uh, forged during your time together at LSU and what did he what, what did he have to do to get persuade you to leave a good situation to BYU and secondly could you talk about Abram Smith and and just how guys don't move over from you know linebacker to running back and 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 could you have foreseen what kind of year he was going to have um I think you worked four questions into two right there but I'm going to okay. try to answer all of them uh, so Dave and I uh, at LSU, you know, worked together and had a very professional relationship. Um, but being on opposite sides of the ball, um, didn't know each other all that well. But I had a great respect for him as a person and as a coach. And then in terms of me coming here, there were a number of things that that um, that made this a great fit for me. I'm from Texas. My wife is from Texas. Haven't been back to live in over 20 years. And so an opportunity to come back home, um, an opportunity to, to coach at a great place like Baylor, I think a place that really fits me. And then, and then I believed in Dave. I believe in who he is as a person and a leader. And so working for him was, was a real positive for me. 
Um, Abe, uh, a great story. I've told this many times. He's one of my favorite players. Um, but almost um, all the way through spring practice, um, I felt like we weren't getting what we needed out of the run game. I wanted to have a physical nature to our offense, and we couldn't do that with our wide zone scheme without having a physical presence at running back. And I didn't feel like we were moving fast enough. And so I was... Uh, well, I was complaining <laughs> about not having what we needed, and um, one of our one of our staff members, David Wetzel, who's a longtime high school football coach, said to me, "Have you ever seen Abe run with the ball?" Because Abe was playing linebacker at the time, and I said, "No, I didn't even know he played running back." He said, "Yeah, he was a really good running back in high school," and he said, "I know what you're looking for. I know how you're looking for a downhill back that that will be productive and and consistent and physical for you, and he's that," and so. I walked upstairs to Ron Roberts, our defensive coordinator, and without mentioning any names, just said, you know, I'm really kind of frustrated with our run game. Is there anybody on defense that you think could help us? And without hesitation, he said, yeah, Abe could. And I said, well, I know he's playing for you at linebacker. And he said, it doesn't matter. If he's got a chance to be your best running back, then you should take him. And so I took him the next day. We had four or five practices left in spring ball. And um, it was evident that he could be really, really productive in what we wanted to do with the run game. And then um, he moved over and uh, really has been uh, just, you know, in a lot of ways, um, kind of the heart and soul of our offense. I don't, I don't think we do much without his, without his leadership, without his toughness, without his, his um, style of play. Next, we'll go to Matt Mosley with ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Coach. Um, I, I was curious, you have such a, a background with O-line, and I would say that may be the biggest change from the previous season. And, and I know Dave had talked about the O-line. He wanted the, those guys to become the leaders. What, what has allowed you guys to sort of be able to transform from a, from a really all-time worst uh, run attack to one of the best in the country. I, I know it all starts with the old line, but what what uh, what has what is that uh, uh, what has that development been like for you to to observe and sort of oversee? Well, um, I would say first, it's a collective effort amongst coaches and players at all positions. Um, I really believe with our with our the nature of how we run the football, it is an eleven man job, and so everybody on offense has a job to do, whether whether you're playing left guard or whether you're playing uh, the the receiver on the backside of the formation. Um, I got to certainly give uh, Eric Mateos, our offensive line coach, most of the credit because he's the one that's doing all the work in the trenches with those guys every day. Um, and uh, then I would just say, you know, it's been a, a complete buy-in to the philosophy, to the scheme. Um, and I think our scheme is one that allows players to play fast, to play with confidence. And I think because they've been willing to buy into that at all positions, then it's really allowed them to begin to have the kind of success that, that they've had this year. And I think we certainly honestly still have a long way to go, but I think we're, uh, you know, certainly moving in the right direction and hope that this, this bowl game is another step forward. Go to David Ubbin from The Athletic. Yeah, Jeff, I know you weren't here obviously last year, but what is the sense that you've gotten on, on what this ride has meant to the guys uh, on this roster after the way last season went? Yeah, without without talking about last year, I would just say that, you know, anytime you have an opportunity to win your conference, that's a really big deal. And our guys have really bought into that. And, and you know, from 
from day one, we started talking about playing, playing in the championship. And um, I think it's been something that, you know, if you're really focused from game to game, then you give yourself an opportunity to do that. But yeah, I think there's a real appreciation for it an appreciation for being a part of a, of a team that's, that's winning and has a chance to, to be in this position at this point in the year. Next, we'll go to Jerry Hill from Baylor Bear Insider. Hey, Jeff, uh, wondering what your bowl game approach is. Do you do what you do or, you know, do you try to tweak some things and maybe throw some things out there? I think the bowl game is very similar to what we do every week. I think if you're successful on either side of the ball, it's because you have an identity and it's because you have something that you believe in. Each week, you tweak some things a little bit. And so you might do something a little bit differently than what you've done before. You might run this play from a three by one formation instead of a two by two formation, or maybe we do it in 11 personnel instead of 12 personnel. Um, and there's a little bit more time in between games. And so some guys probably change a little bit more or do a little bit more. And I would say we would tend towards the former more so than the latter. We'll, we'll treat this more like a usual game with maybe a couple more tweaks. All right, there it is, a couple of tweaks. We'll, we shall see, but um, I, I think they're trying to keep things as normal as possible. Of course, uh, games getting canceled all around them. Baylor seems to have uh, some uh, a lot of positivity toward uh, at least their team and the COVID numbers. Uh, we don't have any, you know, data on that right now, but everybody seems to be in a pretty good frame of mind, and they're going to fly in there tomorrow. And the ESPN Central Texas team will start arriving in town tomorrow, and we'll be ready there to uh, to give you a couple of days of coverage Thursday and Friday, and then a Saturday we'll have our pregame coverage starting at 3:30. That'll be our game day live show, and uh, that'll happen with the uh, Office of Baylor alumni, and there's going to be a big gathering. Office of Baylor alumni, I think that's going to be inside the uh, the Mercedes Superdome or whatever we call that now. It used to be Mercedes, but um, that'll be fun. Looking forward to that, and uh, we've uh, we, we're certainly uh, uh, going to have uh, some exciting times, some really fun interviews coming up. It's great to have uh, Nikki Collin on earlier in the program talking about the uh, women's program. Now it is time for something we do at the end of every program. It's time for the dismount. That's next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, top ranked Baylor men's basketball back in action tonight in the Farrell Center. Plus, Dave Aranda gives his thoughts on the meaning of the bowl trip. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Follow the Bears to New Orleans and the All-State Sugar Bowl right here on the home of Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. 
Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Scott Drew and the undefeated and top-ranked Baylor basketball team back on the floor tonight in the Farrell Center hosting Northwestern State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off tonight here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And the Baylor women back in action tomorrow evening. A game scheduled after the postponement of the Houston Baptist game. The Baylor women will now host North Texas tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, also in the Farrell Center and also right here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda and the football Bears now scheduled to leave town tomorrow for New Orleans Coach Aranda on a virtual press conference yesterday asked what he wants to get out of the bowl trip. I think the bowl gives us an opportunity to um, to show who we are. You know, I think um, there is a um, there is a stage there. There is a uh, platform that we can, you know, whether it's it's people we interact with at the hotel, it's people that are on our plane. It's the, the fans that are coming to see us. It's all the people that are going to be watching on TV. You know, it's going to be an introduction to um, Baylor University. It's going to be an introduction to Baylor football, you know, in terms of what drives us. I think that comes out. And so uh, we want to put our best foot forward in regards to that. And um, I think to, um, to finish this this game, the way that we started um, this season is uh, with being really true to ourselves in most critical, tough situations, being our best authentic self. And so uh, we want to put that on display. Dave Aranda and the Bears taking on Ole Miss this Saturday evening from the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. I'm John Morris. If you're paying too much for health insurance for yourself and your employees, and you probably are, listen closely to this message. Our agency, in addition to representing all the major medical companies, we have an exclusive contract with one of our carriers that no other agent has in the entire country. Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley. Our plans encourage educated consumption of health care. And as a result, we've been able to save employees and employers thousands of dollars. I have a local company here with a little over 100 employees, and we're able to save them in the last 12 months over $100,000 in premium dollars. This is indeed fact. It's worth 10 minutes of your time to talk to Hurley Benefit Services to learn how you can save thousands on health insurance costs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned, and they're online at hurleybenefitservices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y benefitservices.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? 
Rest assured, Diamore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. Is a dismount. We have to say goodnight, but uh, we do it with uh, a few in, uh, interesting uh, stories along the way. Well, this morning news story that uh, Brad Townsend, a longtime colleague of mine at the Morning News, did uh, was interesting and a um, lot going on. And and uh, it's uh, man, my goodness, I'm I mean, Brad asked him about Don Haskins and. Um, you know, talking about how you know would ba- how much staying power Baylor would have. I read this whole huge long story. Well done. Lots of religious talk in there, Aaron. You you would have enjoyed that part of it. And then um, and then today I was just looking around and it's like there's a huge Q and A that went with this thing as well. Now I was going to down here because apparently apparently he asked him at some point about Kim Mulkey and I thought well that'll be interesting because Brad knows. Of course, uh, he's covered and done stories on Kim Mulkey for years, and so he was going to ask her about that. I, I find it interesting. We had Nikki Collin on earlier today, and <coughs> I, I mean, it, it's now they've done two Hugh SI and one other, maybe The Athletic. No, it's ESPN and Sports Illustrated have done two enormous stories on Mulkey leaving and going to LSU and what all that's like. Then SI has come back with a big story on Nikki Collin and what this is like for her and having to follow a legend and everything that goes with that. And then they told the part that I, I kind of found out off air during after a recent interview. I didn't know I was allowed to share this, but it came out in the story that uh, Nikki, when she played college basketball, Aaron, guess who she dated? She dated briefly Doug Gottlieb, who was a star player. Obviously, I use the word star uh, loosely, but he was a starting point guard. I, I mean, let's give him that at Oklahoma State. They had some really good teams. And in fact, one of his teams might have made it to the Final Four with Eddie Sutton. He was a good player. I mean, he really was. And he transferred into OSU, and then Doug became a pretty well-known radio show host. And I've uh, done a lot of stuff with Doug over the years. But Nikki dated Doug. And apparently back in the day, Aaron, they had uh, assist um, competitions. Who could get the most assists? Okay, here it is. Within days of you winning the national championship. No, that's not totally true. Kim, it's, it wasn't within days. But anyway, that's the way the story was, the, the question was asked. Kim Mulkey leaves for LSU. How shocking was that? And Scott Drew says, everyone's got their own background. I mean, Kim grew up in Louisiana, had a chance to return home and finish her career there. And we all wish her the best. And she's done so much for the women's basketball program and notoriety of Baylor. At the same time, I know Nikki. Oh, man. He turned it to Nikki in a hurry. <laughs> Scott knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, we don't need to get into that today. It just... You talk about two different personalities. I don't think Scott 
and Kim were ever particularly close. One was like the most non-confrontational person ever. Aaron, guess who that was? If I was going to tell you between <laughs> between Kim and Scott, who's the most non-confrontational? Who would be your guess? I think that's pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> okay. That would be Scott Drew. One does not matter, uh, does not uh, mind a little confrontation from time to time, and that was Kim. And so it just didn't, they, they didn't jive. And uh, I, I, I think they respected each other and admired what each other they were they were able to accomplish but um I, I i don't think they will ever be close friends and that's okay you don't have to be best friends with everybody aaron you may have co-workers you don't love now you love me i know but you may have co-workers that aren't like your best friend but uh, i anyway, get along with everybody i like them all i like everybody no here. <laughs> don't try to be mr politics i know better uh, all right, it is uh, Aaron is a go along to get along kind of guy. We appreciate that about him. Uh, tomorrow, we dig in and we continue getting you ready for the, the Sugar Bowl. And Team ESPN Central Texas starts making its way to New Orleans. We'll be live from the Team Hotel every day, starting Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We can't wait to see you and talk to you from New Orleans. Everybody have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock.